In a moment, you'll be taking <laughs> slow, deep breaths. Team? As you breathe out, you'll discover that you can let the tension and fatigue flow out of your body. Okay. Remember to breathe slowly I and deeply. With every slow, deep you breath, you will become more and more relaxed. Let's begin. Take a nice, slow, easy, deep breath in. Hold it for a few seconds. While exhaling slowly, say to yourself the word, Screw you, Michael Barlow. Again, breathe in no, easily and deeply. working. I need a doctor. Welcome back, legends. You're with the Dr. Supercoach podcast. I'm on here with Houston. This is Cheezo. How are you doing there, Houston? Yeah, good, buddy. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How was your week in uh, round one? Um, pretty happy with it. Yeah? I, um, obviously, there was a couple of letdowns. Fife, Barlow, uh, Dusty. Don't even get me started, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty didn't do it too Every good, premium but... I picked decided they were going to lie down. Horrible, but luckily had the VC on Gablet. Yeah, and um, he delivered one thirty-nine for me, so that was pretty nice. Took that. Could have even taken Dangerfield, one hundred and sixty-two. Guy's an absolute ridiculous person. Yeah, I don't know what he is. He's not not a not a man, but the, um, he's there's, a yeah. There's not much a more complete first game for a new club, is there? No, nah, he was just yeah, unreal. And that mark in the last quarter. Every Hawthorne fan's face in that in that place. It's just a show off. There's no room for yeah. show offs. <laughs> exactly, he, he killed it. But yeah, yeah, to sum it up, pretty happy. Happy with the week. I scored pretty reasonably. So um, going forward, I'm pretty happy with my team. Couple of little changes here and there will need to be made, but um, yeah, pretty happy. What about yourself? Oh, uh, as I said, pretty much every premium that I picked decided that they were going to lie down. I might as well just pick Elliot Yo. He scored more than half of them anyway. You know, <laughs> Rocky, Heater, uh, Martin, Barlow, you just name it. Pendles, I had him in my team. And one side side bottom knocked Hanabry out halfway through the game. The, you know, that was curtains for my round one. Not, there's not much more that could have gone wrong. <laughs> so unlucky. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you do, mate? What do you do? All right. Um, You've got a little bit to say to about our Dr. Supercoach group leader, the uh, high score from our group in round one. Who was that for us, Houston? Yeah. Um, in Doc's group, we had Wanneroo Roos, who scored a gigantic 2,426, which is, yeah, ripper score. So he absolutely nailed it. So keep that going. Uh, that's uh, what we want to see in the group. The um, you, you guys are absolutely dominating it. I, I looked down the first... 10 or 15 people and the lowest score I could see at number 15 was about 2,300 I reckon so yeah got some talented talented members of that group so yeah happy. we've got some ridiculously good coaches in that group there it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it's almost showing us up I think we need to get some of them onto our uh, actual Dr. Supercoach team to give us some tips yeah <laughs> 
Now, uh, you you a fan of the VC with uh, Gablet this week, the the goat. Um, did you give any advice to any of the uh, guys inboxing us about whether they should keep Gaz's VC score? Yeah, had a uh, Q and A on Saturday night, and um, got a message from one of our fans or our page likers, Jack Caffarella. Hope mm. I pronounced that right. He um, he asked me, should I take Ablett's VC or should I chuck it on Pritis? Saturday night, I thought, well, 139, <laughs> over 130, standard super coach round. Yeah, exactly. In. You never know what's going to happen. Nah, I said, look, I'm 100% confident. If this doesn't pull off for you and Pritis goes huge, I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. <laughs> Pritis absolutely stuffed me and... Um, yeah, sorry about that, mate. Any other week, I would have uh, probably come out on top there, but Pritis just turned up an absolute ripper of a game. So, apologies, but I'm sure you'd be happy with 140 as a captain going forward. So. And, and and the thing is with with Supercoach, the basically the rule is with VCs if if you get 130, you've just got to bank it because or 139, whatever Gaz got, you've just got to bank it because anything can happen. Like you know, theoretically, this guy or you know, Goldstein could go massive or you know, Danger could go massive, but you don't know what can happen after that first bounce. They could cop a knock, be like Fife last week, gets a knock in the first quarter and then limps around all day. So you know, it. it's it's a safer option to bank that 139 than it is to um, risk it on um, a Pritis that you know you know could have gone under you know sub 100 or something like that so um it's always a flip of the coin between um, premiums you're just playing the safe option it's just um you know sitting on 18 in blackjack you know it's just it's the safe option rather than who's going to score the most who's yeah. going to know that nat nui goes for 153 against stefan martin you know yeah. like stefan martin uh, stopped jumping he just he was he was another on baller nat nui was just sitting yeah. there just jumping by himself <laughs> so good yeah but it's uh, no, he looks in extremely good, Nick. This yeah. Year. yeah, you know, you know his time on ground. It was like sixty-seven percent or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he's um, <laughs> like his scoring ability. It's never been in doubt. It's just whether he can stay yeah. healthy. So, can you imagine year. if he plays a full game like a normal AFL player? Like if he's not just basically a sub. Four hundred. Four hundred easily. He's a rid- ridiculous player. Yeah, and considering Melbourne turned them down for Jack Watts, so you know, that, uh, yeah. imagine how much sleep they've lost over the last six or so years. Oh, Melbourne's moves. <laughs> New segment on the yeah, on the, on the podcast. Kale Guys, Morton. Week we're trading out five, and we're getting in happily. Jared Oakley Nichols. <laughs> Melbourne's moves. All right, let's get on to the teams, mate. Who have you got first up on the uh, the Friday night clash? Friday night. Richmond. Yeah, it's, good game. Yeah, it should be a good one. Um, obviously, Paul Swanee's, he's, uh, his foot, he's literally inserted his foot between between a tram and a car yeah. and just shattered it to pieces. So, yeah. won't be seeing much of him, but he, it opens up an opportunity for James H, who plays his first game for Collingwood, so that should be good to see. Yeah. He's actually starting on the wing, so... Um, Named on a wing. Yeah, yeah, he should, um, should get a bit of bit of a chance there so obviously side bottoms out so as well because he's uh, a suspended so so, yeah he's going to get a bit of a shot richmond wise um then the only really notable one like you got Jaden short he's playing first game but daniel rioli's actually out with a leg injury and shane edwards if you had him as a point of difference he's also out with a hand he just can't catch a break that guy's 
ridiculously injured all the time. So, um, yeah, Rioli, if you put him in last minute last week, I'm sorry, but, yeah, you should have taken Menadu. And if you took both, then get rid of Rioli if you can or just keep him on your bench if you've got mm. coverage. Any notes you've got from that game? Um, well, Stephen Morris is also omitted this week, but if anyone uh, had him in their team, then they really need to probably delete their team and start from scratch. Um, but yeah, I, my boy Corey Ellis named in the guts again. I'm an absolute massive fan of Corey Ellis. I picked him over Menadu. I said that last week. Um, I, yeah, I, he's my stinky bet for uh, the rising star because I think if Richmond wants to make finals this year, they need to get 20 games into this kid. He's an absolute jet. Um, yeah, everything else is pretty much stock standard. Yeah, awesome. Um, um, moving on to the next game, Adelaide Crows the and... The showdown. Yeah, that, that will be a, a ripper. Hopefully it's not, like we said last week, Sydney and Collingwood going to be a ripper and then it's an absolute flop. But, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this should be a good game. Um, go through, you got the ins and outs. Yeah, Nathan Van Burlo out for the Crows. Cole Hardingham, nah, not, not much really to worry about there. Um, you'll see that Wayne Malier has uh, kept his spot. As I said last week, he's an absolute jet, so I'm not surprised with that. Matt Crouch is named on the interchange with his brother named his first rover, so um, I think that's a... If anyone needed an indication between which Crouch they should have gone with, I think that's it from um, the naming of the team side of things. Uh, obviously, Brad, Brad was the one to go if he can string some games together. Um, on the Port Adelaide side, Adelaide side of things, Matty White, not really fantasy relevant. 20, 12 weeks out with a pectoral tear. That's a pretty bad injury, that one. Um, and that guy's always bloody injured. Yeah, but it, he, he seems to run into a lot of soft tissue stuff. Uh, but in comes Jimmy Tumpus, the uh, Melbourne number four draft pick from a few years ago. Um, there's a few few questions about whether Tumpus can actually turn into a decent AFL footballer, another one of Melbourne's um, pickups. Um, but with Matt, Matt White out for 12 weeks, he's the one that's come in. Maybe he gets an extended run to... You know, really push his case as someone that should be in their best 22. What do you think? Yeah, look, if he's um, generally, if he's been drafted high by Melbourne, I'll um, write him off. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, he, um, he's shown skill before. I've watched him. He's yeah. quite an exciting player at Melbourne. And um, looking looking at that coming straight in, Matthew White's, um, I guess Matthew White's jumped out. So, yeah, he could get an opportunity. He's a, a bit of a higher price, but um, yeah, you could if you if you wanted to do it, go a diamond into rough, you could. But I'm not recommending yeah, it. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think he's really fantasy relevant in his price yeah. anyway. Not in the uh, Supercoach format. Um, Seedsman named on a wing. Everything else is the same as last week. Um, are we expecting more of the same from Seedsman? Because he had an absolute ripping first quarter. He had 30 or 40 points or something like that, and then I'm not sure if he played the rest of the game. I'm pretty sure you summed this up perfectly last week. You said one game, Anzac Day, absolutely tore it up, and yep. then he was in the VFL two weeks later or whatnot. So yeah. just shows the inconsistency of him. And I took Seedsman over Brody Smith last week when you said the two. So sorry about that, fellas. Yeah, uh, no. Nah, if I was, if I had Seedsman, I'd be finding somewhere to send him to, send him out to the uh, the abattoirs. <laughs> All right, next game, Essendon, Melbourne. What an absolute showstopper. I get to watch Darcy Parrish again. Wasn't he brilliant? Oh, I yeah, love the kid. That wind blew him around a bit, but he was all right. He um, ran out of steam, I think, though. Yeah, 25 touches in his first game, and um, he didn't get rising star. Are you kidding me? Like, I, I, I know that Clayton Oliver played well, but Darcy Parrish, you beautiful bastard, I love you. <laughs> 
There's a bit of, bit of, little bit of bias going on. <laughs> Yeah, what are you talking about? Hey, uh, Named on the ball, Gun. Oh, sorry, you go. I'm just going to keep looking at his picture on my phone for a second. <laughs> uh, Michael Michael Hartley, he's in. He's back. He's I shouldn't say back. he's back. He's in for his first game. So if you didn't get rid of him, he's. Um, I reckon he shows you a lot more value than someone Mitch Brown or um, even looking at McDonald, Tip, and Woody. Uh, I, I think that Hartley Hartley could be really good for mm. them. I, last week it must have just been, oh, I don't know what it would have been, but may have been a fitness issue or he just yeah. Yeah, break through selection. But yeah, I think he's going to be pretty good. And if you held him on your bench, you, um, he'll be paid, paid handsomely. A lot of people jumped off him just to get someone in for week one, but we always knew he was going to get games. He's named at centre-half back this week. Um, I held him, you know, at D8, you know, and I think he's going to get quite a few games this year. I'm, I'm happy with the same uh, the same thought processes as when I picked him. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I, a lot of people saying that they should jump off him or, you know, he's not not going to be good enough. But, you know, you picked him for a reason at the first point and you should, you know, back yourself in. He only missed round one, guys. Come on. <laughs> That's it. Um, the Prince, Oh, the team. Uh, Jock Reynolds' favourite. Shout yeah. out to Jock. Um, he's in there, so that's very irrelevant. Um, emergencies, SNM wise. Craig Bird omitted. Uh. He's an emergency. Jonathan Simpkin omitted. Uh. It's also an emergency. I know you had Sim- Simpkin on your team. That's uh, oh a bit God. of a yeah, it's a bit of a hit to you. I honestly have no idea what to do with Simpkin. Oh, we're we're giving out the advice, and you know, <laughs> it's just that awkward price. You can't do anything with him. You know, do you go to a Papley? Oh, I've got no idea. Yeah, nah, it's it's hard. Yeah, let's just move on, hey. There's nothing else really uh, fantasy relevant from this stage, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. My boy Benny Kennedy coming back for his second game. Hope you listened to our advice last week, guys. Gun, absolute gun. All right, next game, Brisbane and North Melbourne. Um... Brisbane, Dane Zorko's in, so mm-hmm. that's, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, Midfield time. One this week is Mitch Robinson going out. A couple of people's point of difference, but uh, what can you do? It's yeah. one of those things. Um, you can't predict injuries and things like that, can you? No, that's no. it. It happens. Um, North Melbourne side of things, Jed Anderson's out, which we, uh, if you are watching the game the other night, you would have saw. I feel like that guy's just made of injuries. Yeah. He's always injured. Yeah, I think he's destined to be just a VFL player. Yeah, that's it. Tears it up in the VFL every week. But yeah, he'll make VFL team of the century and won't just won't make it at AFL at this stage. Yep, that's it. He um, yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to do much. Not too much fantasy uh, impact from the ins and outs. Obviously, you've got Goldie versus Steph Martin. Mm. Don't know if that's going to. Um, Goldie's going to kill it. Back him yeah. in. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to cancel each other out, but. Um, yeah, judging by what Martin, how Martin gave up against Nat Nui last week, could be similar. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Todd can jump as high though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'll take that. All right, happy with that one. I don't see anything more fantasy relevant there for us. Yeah, nah, that's all good. Uh, Frio Gold Coast, go through that one. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. Sandlands is back, so is he going to start spoon feeding the likes of Fife? And Barlow running through the guts. I think he will. I think Sanderlands against Tom Nichols. Tom Nichols works hard, but he's not quite in that upper echelon of Ruckman in the AFL game yet. Um, Sandlands, you know, he's out for a suspension, so it's not like he's coming back from injury. He's going to come straight in and, and spoon feed. Um, 
those inside mids and uh, for the the Fremantle Dockers, and I think they're going to bounce back and score well this week. Yeah, agreed. Um, the obviously disappointing last week with Barlow and Fife, um, but what can you do? Yeah. Fife's first real game back after mm-hmm. a serious injury. Um, it had, doesn't have Centrelands tapping it down to him, so exactly. let's see how he goes this week. And yeah. um, Barlow as well. He's look. He's He's going to have a down week every now and then. Just He's named on the ball this week. Yeah, yeah, straight under Centrelands. So, yeah, yeah he should he should have a bounce back. Hopefully he does. So, yeah, yeah anyone trading him out, I think a little bit harder about that one. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, the thing is that Nate, Nate Fife is named on a half-forward flank. It's not anything overly concerning, but he did spend a lot of time forward last week. I'm not sure if that's because of the knock to the leg or not, but... Um, we'll just have to see how it plays out this week. Um, on the Gold Coast kind of things, Thumper Cade Collagagny's back in, um, which is... Uh, he's named on a wing. Uh, obviously, Matt Rosa has gone out with uh, a calf injury this week for those that picked him. I think last week we said, um, you know, don't touch him. He's too injury prone. He's never played over 17 games in a season. So um, I hope you guys were listening last week. Um you know, 101 week to not play in the next is just not what you want from your team. Ryan Davis keeps his spot as well, so that's good for the uh, cash generation. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lonigan as well. He was um he was a real real good one last week as yeah. well as Hall. Those guys killed it. So. Yeah, and he, he rolled through the midfield, and he just looks like an absolute tank. Like I I just watched that game just thinking, you know, this guy's got the body to really be a tough inside midfielder, and you know, in the next 12 months, I'm, I won't be surprised if he's you know, averaging mid twenty disposals and you know five tackles to ten tackles a game. Like this, this guy's a beast. I, I think he's about to make make his mark on the game. Yep, I agree. Um, moving on, next yep. game we've got is Saturday night, St Kilda and mm-hmm. the Doggies. Um, no change from the Doggies, which is good. Marcus Adams and Dunkley played their first games the other night. Marcus yep. Adams, he he looks like he's going to be a um, a pretty good player. He's got a very nice, very nice build and. Um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good defender for their future. These guys just pop out of nowhere for the, yeah. the dogs. And we said on the podcast last week, we wouldn't be surprised if Marcus Adams in his first game walked straight up to Pavlich and said, I'm going to keep you quiet today. And what happened? He went straight up to Pavlich from the first bounce and I think Pav kicked one goal for the game and had about six touches. Like that, you know, he's, he's played some uh, waffle, for, you know, first grade um, games over there. He's got the body for it. He's got massive biceps on him. You know, he's, he's matched up against Josh Bruce, Bruce this week and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he closes him out as well because he's a, just a real tough competitor and um, someone that you really need to have having your back line. That's it. And I reckon this is going to be a pretty good game. Um, St Kilda, Bulldogs, both up-and-comers. Mm. They've got some um, really, really good young talent. Yeah, I think it, I think it'll be a pretty nice game. Obviously, St Kilda's uh, got a little bit of the older guys, Montagna, Rewalt and such, but I think it'll be nice to see. Yeah. Uh, I guess the future of the AFL, not only future of the AFL, but the future of Supercoach. Yeah. You've got the likes of Bont, Picken, um, Dalhouse in there. All those sort of guys you could have in your future future team. So, yeah, it um, yeah. looks like it should be a good game. Really good to see Jade Gresham and uh, Toby Dunk. Uh, sorry, uh, Josh Dunkley and things like that. You know, getting a second game. They, they look like they could be some good cash generation coming up. Yeah, exactly right. Cool, um, cool, cool. Still in the emergencies. Uh, he was going to be one that selected pre-season. I think he was in the mix, but yeah, emergency for the last couple of weeks. So yeah. keep an eye out for a downgrade coming up anyway. Exactly right. Um, right. Next, GWS and Geelong. Yeah. 
Dangerfield, two hundred. No, <laughs> it's not beyond him. Oh mate, he's just killing I, it. I I literally would not have watched a Geelong game for so long other than yesterday, and he's just no, sorry, last week, but yeah. He's off the chain. I just, I, I, I watched along all the time from now on. That's yeah. He's just so exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm not seeing anything um, massively fantasy relevant. Obviously, they've got a really long extended uh, interchange because that'll be decided later on in the week towards the weekend. Um, Will Hoskin Elliott, Steve Coniglio, John Patton, and Zach Williams come in. Obviously, a few of those will probably be sitting in the emergencies list. Um, It'd be interesting to see if Toby Green gets a second game, but you know we'll, we'll, you'll know more about that in um, the rounds to come or in the days to come. Um, on the cat side of things, not much has really changed. Uh, in comes Josh Cowan, George Holland Smith, and Daniel Menzel. Menzel's a little bit fantasy relevant, but he's probably priced himself out a little bit at two sixty-five thousand. So I don't think you should be really looking at him. Um, I don't really see anything there that needs really to be touching on i think we should we can move on yeah cool only uh only hopes for me is that he to sure bounces back with uh, well last week he only had what 90 or whatever but oh, it's mate. still pretty good but for him it's um yeah just hope. just looked bad you just he, he had oh, 500 touches whatever he had and he had a disposal efficiency of like 40 percent it's just unheath sure like you know he had um he smashed it in in dt you know if he just upped his efficiency a bit. That was that was one thirty. Just going begging. Yeah, exactly right. And um, yeah, it's hope, hopefully he gets himself sorted for the rest of the season. Don't want to see much more of the the butchering because he's definitely getting the ball, which is a good sign. Yep. But uh, yeah, hopefully he can pick up his disposal efficiency. Cool, cool. Hawthorne West Coast. What are you thinking there, champion? Um, so Hawthorne side of things, got Caden Brand coming in. Um, and Blake Hardwick, first gamers, so they're, they're Hard new for the Hawks. Um, they, they're rookies coming mm. in. Now, looking at the rest of the team, I know West Coast, you've got Thomas Cole coming in, who's new player as well. He's actually one of the only decent-looking mid-defenders that's actually yeah. coming in. There was only three mid-defenders eligible from last year's draft. Um, including Aaron Francis, because he's the only like basement price player at 117k um, that has that dual eligibility that can really link up our forward. Uh, sorry, our, our mids and our backline. So um, I think he averaged 120 supercoach points in um, the TAC Cup last year, or or the the under 18 championship or something like that. He he's got a good um, contested possession rate and good tackling rate. So um, he's really got that 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 midfielder kind of aspect to him, but he can be picked as a uh, Defend a rookie, which is really interesting. Exactly right. Could be a um, bit of a downgrade target in a couple of weeks if mm. he keeps his job security. So keep an eye on Thomas Cole. Um, yeah. Nothing too much more coming out of the game. Nick Nat going up against Big Boy McAvoy. Uh, <laughs> big Boy. <laughs> big Boy. See how that goes. Shout out to Sam, Big Boy lover. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing too the, much. Yeah, the only thing that jumps out to me is Daniel Howe. He's, he's been picked on the extended bench. He was a bit of a pre-season hype player. He's got great um, kicking by foot, which is a necessity to be picked in the Hawthorne team. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he slipped in with a couple of their injuries running off that back line 
Um, spending a couple rotations through the mid, he could be a little bit of a mid-price player to have a look at. Obviously, you've got to wait a couple of rounds to see if he's um, going to keep playing, but just keep an eye on how he goes this game. Yeah, agreed. Uh, obviously, oh, Luke Hodge, he's uh, he's out. He's fractured his arm, yeah. so anyone who had him get rid of him, he was a, obviously a point of difference. Probably yeah. shouldn't have started with him, but time to go, so yeah. you have him, get him out of there. Get him out. Um, next game, Carlton versus Sydney. I'll take this one. This yeah, yeah. My boys at Etihad Stadium, 4.40 on Sunday. Um, our ins, Mick Malthouse. Oh, sorry, uh, Dale Thomas. <laughs> Kieran Byrne, the um, young Irishman. I think he's he's actually only a 123K. So he's one to look at if you need a downgrade option in defence in the next couple of weeks. Mm. And then our first game from Charlie Kernow, who I'm excited to, to see. So... Charlie Kernos, hopefully he goes as well as Weedering went last week. That was that was a good game. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't drink and drive on the way to the game. <sighs> Come on, mate. <laughs> None of that. No, no cheeky bevs before the game. Yeah, just a few. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, interesting that Dan Hanbury's named on a wing, so he obviously doesn't have too much of a concussion thing. I remember seeing him on the bench. Um, during the coverage last weekend, and he did seem all right. I didn't think there'd be any anything to worry about in concussion side of things. So I'm happy um, backing him in for another game. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a um, you know an 80 or a 70 or an 80 or something like that coming back as Lukey Parker did from his concussion last year. Um, yep. But happy to see that he's not missing, and I'm not forced to to make a choice about trading him out. Exactly right. Um, just a quick note on the interchange. You've like looking here, the um, the final teams haven't actually been named, yeah, so extended before bench. the final interchange. So just be a bit weary that in the interchange, I don't reckon they won't get named. But Tom Papley and George Hewitt yeah. are still in the the big list of interchange players there. So three need to be omitted from that. Um, I don't reckon it's going to be either of those two, but just keep an eye yeah. on it in case. Obviously, Doc will be all over it. Will um, yeah, he'll be shooting out those those tweets and. Saying, guys, look at me, I'm on Facebook, I'm on the <laughs> It so, makes it worse that it's the last game of the round, so there's not really much you can do about it by that stage. But I don't, yeah. I, especially against Carlton, I don't think there's any reason to suspect that they'll be missing out. John Longmire came out on, on during the week and said that they wouldn't be missing anyway, so he wouldn't expect them to miss. So um, yeah. I think you can pretty much just back them in. I think they get more opportunity than anything going against the Blues, so... Probably gonna if they um, get to a bit of a lead, which I, I hope not. I think I think Blues might be a bit competitive, but I hope yeah. they um, Sydney to run away with it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to one of our new segments uh, hosted by Houston here. Houston, we've got a problem. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. Um, basically, what I'm going to do each week is go through the biggest problems for you guys, what your biggest concerns have been. Um, obviously, this is picked up through the Facebook and um, general consensus as to what's troubling you guys. Now, Fife. This week, he's been traded out 3,359 times. This is a player that won the Brownlow last year. This He's, playing, he's just about to play the Gold Coast Suns. He averages 128 against the Gold Coast Suns. Do not panic. We do not have a problem here. Keep him in. Just yeah. just keep him in. you got to stick to your premiums. You, you chose him for a reason. If he underperforms for the next three or four games, then I understand you've lost cash on him, and I apologise, but you can't keep a Brownlow medalist down like that. 
Yeah, no, it's Fife. You, you can't trade him. I, I, I think it's crazy the people that are saying, oh, I'm going to trade Fife down to Parker because Parker's going to go up in price and then I'll get Fife back in the year. Like, you're picking these guys like the Goldsteins and the Shaws and things like that to be the number one player for the year. They're going to have a down week here and there. And, That's- you know, it's it's last year's Brownlow medalist. He's obviously got a cop, uh, cop the knock in that first that first quarter and it's hindered him a little bit. And he played a bit of time forward because of it. I, I, I can't fathom why you would trade out five. He's the number one player in the game, evidenced by his Brownlow medal last year. Like, yeah, why would you get rid of him? Uh, you know, and against the Suns, he's never gone below 116. And last year, he scored 151 against them. You yeah. know, their team hasn't changed all that much. Exactly. You know, right. like he he's going to be big, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if this is the week that he comes out and goes, no, hey guys, come on. I'm the Brownlee medalist. Look at me. Here's 150, 160 for you. Don't give up on me. <laughs> Just you know. Don't give up. No, that's yeah, yeah. Don't get five out. That's um, silly. Yeah, you make a mistake. Got to um, got to think about it this way. At the end of the year, you want to have the top eight in in your midfield. You've got um, eight spots, and you want to have those top eight players in those eight spots. And, and five's five, going to be one of there them. There is no way he's going to be outside the top eight no. at the end of the year. No way. Cool. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that kind of leads us on to the next section of captaincy options. Who are you looking at captaining this week? It's a bit difficult to do any loopholing from the amount of rookies and things that we have. Yeah, I guess it's it's hard if you've got like if you've got a um, if you want to take a big risk on your VC, big risk can go with Pendles on the Friday night. I'm not doing not going to do that myself. You got Pendles? You're not? Are you looking at that at all? Are you? No, no. I, 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 basically, from last week, I don't think it's worth VCing against him or with him there. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to back in an Ablett or a Fife, uh, or maybe even a Goldstein that I have, and just say, you know, look, I know you're going to score 120 for me, and that's all I'm on. I'm not going to do something fancy that could cost me points. Exactly right. Um, yeah, really, this week it's a bit difficult. We've still got those rookies who are establishing themselves. If you've got someone that you need to take a VC risk on, maybe chuck it on the likes of. I guess Goldie, he's playing 4.35 on Saturday. Um, but then you've got the tough call to make. If he if he goes crap, which he probably won't, he'll probably kill it as usual. But you've got the tough choice to make if you're going to choose Fife or Ablett. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Ablett's last five scores against the Dockers have been uh, 121, 137, 185, 157, 146, which is just ridiculous. And, you know, from last week, even against the top-up Bombers, he absolutely smashed it. And I can't see him going below his 139 from last week. If it's anything 120-plus, you know, I I can count on that for a captaincy score. And, you know, he's he's obviously back to his best. um, And, you know, I think that he's a worthy option. Um, Paddy Dangerfield... Um, a couple of years ago, put on 192 against GWS. Um, he averages 124 against him. He's obviously in the form of his life back at the uh, place that his missus wanted to live. Um, and, you know, I'd have no hesitancy chucking the C on him. Um, Toddy Goldstein, Goldstein, 127, 154, 122. Um, you know, against the, the Lions last year, last three games, you know, he's going to be solid. Um, and again, Fife, you know, there's a lot of options. You don't need to get tricky and take the, the you know, try and get something out of the VC loophole this week because it's just too difficult based on yeah, when teams pretty play. Simple. Pretty simple. If you've got one of Goldstein, Danger, Ablett or Fife, you're, um, 
you'd be very unlucky if one of them went wrong. Yeah. My my overwhelming thought is to lock it on for Dangerfield, yeah. just because of the form he's in. I, yep. But if you're locking it on expecting another 162, I don't think... I'm, you might be a bit disappointed. He might settle down a bit. First game last week against Hawthorne was a gigantic one. So, um, yeah, see how you go. But you, you can't really go wrong if you've got Danger, Ablett, Fife and Goldie. Yeah. Alrighty, now we've uh, we've put out a, a few different questions um, for reviews and team submissions, just so we can go through a few different teams of the community and see how our wonderful uh, community are putting their sides together. Um, did you get any decent teams sent into us with some questions to run through there, Houston? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, so, with yeah, with our reviews, if you leave a review on our um, on our podcast channel, which helps us out immensely. Uh, what we'll do is get you to send a screenshot of your review, uh, your subscription to our podcast channel, and then your team. Yep. And each week uh, we'll go through so a team that we think is going to be the, um, I guess it's, it's just luck really. We just have a look at and see which which one we want to go through. And this week we've decided to go through one from Kerry Mann. So thanks for sending in your team yeah, there, Kerry. Great. Um, I'll just run through the team pretty quickly. Yeah, let's get through it. Yeah, an idea of it. Um, so the back line, we've got Johannesson, Rance, Laird, Weedering, Marcus Adams and Day. And then the bench, we've got McDonald, Tipping Woody and Kieran Collins. The mids, we've got Dangerfield, Ablett, Aaron Hall, Liberatore, Shield, Pendlebury, Mills, Petrarca. Sorry, he should be switched out with Luke Parker. But Petrarca should be on the bench with Davis and Mark Hone. Yep. And then Rucks, we've got Nat Nui and Gorn with Grimley on the bench mm-hmm. for cover. And then forwards, we've got Daniel Wells, Luke Dalhouse, Jack Billings, Toby Green, Sam Kerridge, Connor Menadieu. And then the bench, we've got Mitch Brown and Mason Cox. Now, immediate thoughts from this? Um, I think our immediate thoughts is, you know, where's the cash generation? We've got about four different rookies that aren't playing. Yeah, that's it. Um, and this this team scored really well last week. I think it was about two thousand three hundred and eighty-eight. So a really good score. But I think Kerry, the thing that's going to possibly let you down is that cash generation. Yeah. Like you're looking, there's you're looking on the bench. You've got Marco and Petrarca who aren't playing at the moment, and then you've got the likes of Grimley and Cox. Grimley will probably get a couple of games, but Cox I don't see playing, and then. You've got Kieran Collins as well, so the only worry for you, Kerry, is how to how you're going to generate that money. And I think early you're in a you're in a pretty good position where you don't really need to use any of your trades on premiums because you don't have any injuries or anything like that as of yet. But um, just keep an eye on your rookies. What would you? What's your um, thoughts on this, Chaser? Well, I, you can see where they're coming from. Like, there's been a lot of, um, oh, we need some DPP things in the forwards between the rucks and things like that. There's no point having Sam Grimley and Mason Cox. You know, yeah. you're, you're just swapping between the two, and neither of them are going to score heavily if they do play, and they're just a waste of cash generation. So I'd be getting probably Mason Cox out for um, someone that's going to make you a bit of cash. Um, I, I do notice that they've got... Um, Aaron Hall in the midfield and Connor Menadieu in the forward line. Um, yeah, got a way to work around this. Yeah, that that leaves only Ryan Davis on the midfield bench um, as cover. I, you know, I'd I'd be inclined to um, 
you know, get one of those out or even cox out Petrarca into the forward line and then, um, say, a, a George Hewitt into the midfield because it gives you a bit more cash generation, a bit more cover. You've got a couple players here um, and, you know, I'd, I'd rather have a Christian Petrarca that's going to play soon and going to score well um, is sitting at F8 than a Mason Cox that's just basically a spud. That's it. And you can, um, looking at this, Hall is actually in the midfield here. So... You switch out Hall and Menadju. You can then leave Menadju either on the field or on the bench, yeah. and it gives yourself a bit more ruck coverage than uh, Petrarca, Davis, and Marcone. So you get your Petrarca into the, um, the forward line as well yeah. and get yourself a bit of cover. But, yeah, my first move looking at that would probably be to get rid of the likes of Cox and uh, probably Marcone as well. Yeah. He's, Marcone's a weapon, but yeah. Yeah, he's not getting a game as of yeah. yet. But Marcone is a rookie that I can, you know, you, he he came through the same thing as his buddy, he Lambert, he um, won Best VFL Player Award or something, whatever that medal is. Um, averaged um, 24 touches in the VFL over the last two years. He's a tackling machine. He's basically a carbon copy of Kane Lambert, who we saw smashed it um, the other night against Carlton. Um and he's just one year behind. So, you know, it's the same position we were with Lambert last year that, you know, didn't get a game to start with and then came back towards the end of the year. So um, he's one to keep an eye on, but I don't see him getting games, particularly because he's not even upgraded with um, Castagna and Short being the two that Richmond have upgraded. Yeah, I agree. Um, there was specifically... The questions were really based around what to do with those rookies. Yeah. And, it's a slow approach. You don't want to burn all your trades straight away because you trade out one week, you trade out Marcone, for example, the next week he gets named. So just make sure you've got reliable cover and then keep your options open that if you need to get rid of one of those rookies to get actual cover in, if you're going to be short, then, then do so. But team's looking pretty good from here, but you just need to get that cash generation in. Yeah. Sure. In short, bugger off Cox, (laughs) get George Hewitt in. Use some DPP. <laughs> Do it. And then you are set for the year. Uh, yeah. Just go through, get rid of whoever you need to for injuries. You've got Danger, you've got Ablett. You look at getting Fife in at some stage. You're looking at getting Prittis in at some stage probably. But, um, yeah, from here, you've, you've chosen pretty well with Lukey Parker, Shield, Pendles, Hall, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, looking pretty good. And, and, guys, if you want to send in an email... Um, it, there's always links on our Facebook to shoot an email through with yeah. your screenshot of your team and your review. It's quite easy to do. And obviously, we've just run through that team, given a heap of tips to carry as to what to do with a team. So going forward, if you want to get the same sort of treatment, give us a yell out. All right. That leads us into Cheezo's Tasty Trades. It ain't easy being cheesy. This is a section where I run on through just a few people you should be looking at it trying to get in. Obviously, in round one, it's a little bit limited because I think you should really be holding your trades unless you get a, a Luke Hodge that definitely needs to go or a Dane Swan for those that picked him. Um, but it, it, this week, I'm just going to talk about a few break-evens that it's probably something to, to think about. And this is something for Kerry to think about as well. Um, in the forward line, you've got Tom Papley. had an absolute ripper of a first game. I don't think, don't think that anyone thought he was going to have a game like that. But you know, if he strings three games together, he's always he's already got a, a, a break even of negative hundred and forty seven. He's going to make some cash. He's someone yep. you need to look at. My boy Ben Kennedy, hundred uh, minus hundred and twenty six. He is going to make some cash. 
Marcus Adams, get him in. Minus 99. He's going to make some cash. You know, it's it's a big theme here. Get the right rookies. Sam Kerridge, minus 96. Connor Menadju, minus 74. There's a lot of these guys that you really need to be looking at. Even with Jacob Wiedering at a, a higher elevated price, he's the fourth uh, lowest break-even of the backman at minus 51. He's going to make some cash as well, guys. Um, even Matty D, minus 20. He's going to make a bit of coin as well. It's uh, just making sure, kind of what we're talking to Kerry about, making sure you've got the right rookies that are going to get you that money because if you're not generating that money during the year, you're not going to be able to upgrade and make that team just keep excelling and going better and better and better. And someone that we just alluded to, George Hewitt, minus 123 off his first game. Get him in. Bang. <laughs> All right. Um, let's run through a few community questions here for us, Houston. Um, have you got anything first up um, relating to the Q&A for tonight's podcast? Yeah, yeah. I've got a question from Jackson Jacoby. Thanks for the question, Jackson. Um, it's Mitch Robinson. It's basically asking whether we should keep or trade him. <gasps> mm, it's a good one. It's, a it's good one. hard, um, but... My my point of view, and I think you probably share the same thing, yep. is uh, if I'm if I'm going with if I'm with Mitch Robinson, I'm probably going to Sam Gray or Aaron Hall, yeah, um, or even Buddy or someone like that. Yeah, um, it's points lost. It's early on in the season. Mitch Robinson could be a good good point of difference if you keep him and if you have enough coverage. So it. Like, if you, if you have to be forced to play two rookies or three rookies on field just to rest him on the bench, then maybe you should get rid of him to a, um, a Hall, a Gray, a Buddy. Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, th- that's exactly right. Because, you know, you've got Hall, Gray that are absolutely, you know, smoking it and they're going to make some cash and they're going to the, probably... The thing is, they're probably going to be top 10 uh, forward line options by the end of the year. So it's... Uh, at some stage, you're probably going to want them in. Um, you're probably best to get them at a cheaper price. You save a bit of money going um, from Robinson as well. Um, and Buddy, you know, he had a badly bad year last year, and he averaged 87. You know, like if he had his, has a good year this year, you know, he's gone 110 three times before. So, someone with that scoring ability, it's the same reason everyone's picking Barlow. So I've got no no problems for someone that goes from a Mitch Robinson and saves some cash and goes to a Buddy Franklin that's got Carlton this week and could yeah. just go kick 12. Exactly right. He tears Carlton up. So yeah. um, next yeah. question, I've got. Um, should I take Papley and or Hewitt or don't waste trades? Hmm. Well, the, the thing is, you're not wasting a trade if you're fixing your rookies up, are you? Yeah, exactly. But in, yeah. in saying that, we haven't seen round two yet. Yeah. So um, the rookies will go up after round three. So yeah. later this week, it's your last chance to get those rookies before they... Yeah. Um, sorry, early next week, not later this yeah, week. Yeah. So early next week before round three starts, your last chance to get those yeah. rookies in. So yeah. if you don't have them in at the moment, it's not not too much of a big deal. I myself don't have Papley in my team. So, um, look, it's one of those things. If if you really want him, him, him in, you can get him in. But he could come out and get 30 this week. And yeah. you've just, just wait till next week. Like, their, their price isn't going to change. There's no point, you know, jumping the gun on these guys and then they don't, they don't get named for round three. Exactly. I think um, I heard it on a, um, uh, I think it was the Super Coaches Box podcast yeah. the other yeah. night, the, uh, the Darcy McPherson effect. Yeah, exactly. 
So last year when he came in, absolutely killed it for a game, and then he um, yeah got got an injury and didn't end up playing again. Yeah. I don't think so. But yeah, I had um, I think that was Joshy Glenn. I, I had him in every format yeah. last year, and it burnt me bad. Yeah, Joshy Glenn, Darcy McPherson this year. Yeah, same. they're exactly the same this year. Exactly right. So yeah, sum that up. I reckon. Wait, wait another game and yeah. Yeah, see if you need to get them in then. So, do you agree with that? Radio champion, your question. Um, so, Stephen Foote, if you trade in, sorry, trade or hold side bottom, uh, if you have enough cash to bring in Pritis, seems like a no-brainer to bring him in. You are 100% correct, <laughs> it, does, it does sound like a no-brainer if you can go from side bottom to Pritis, doesn't it? Exactly. Coming off got... a casual 170 or whatever you got. Yeah, exactly. And, Look, Pritis, everyone always says he is a good upgrade target later on the year because he always, he does dip down in price a little bit and go back up, but he's just so consistent. He's um, done it consistently for years, so durable. Yeah, uh, wouldn't wouldn't go past, sorry, excuse me, wouldn't go past Pritis. Yeah, exactly. All right, I've got a doozy one here for you, Houston. Is it worth choosing Ben Kennedy as a VC option? Considering he's playing Essendon, um, yes, one hundred percent. Why not? You know, there's, there's no one else to loophole this week. You might as well have a go. <laughs> no, nah, um, nah. <laughs> if he does score one twenty, what do you do? Uh, uh, I don't know. Matt, Panic. Matt, that's he, what you do. He's uh, he's one of those. <laughs> you put the VC on him, he scores one hundred and twenty, and then five Abler, Goldstein, and Daniel <laughs> will go for eighty. Yeah. Well, you look like a genius. So um, whoever that is, we'll probably get you uh, a message next week and ask you to join the Doc Supercoach crew because that'll probably happen on the weekend. Fozzie Wolf. He's even got a name that can fit straight in with Doc. Fozzie Wolf. Houston, Cheezo and Fozzie. I like it. Oh, Fozzie Wolf. Oh, yes. Love it. <laughs> yes. Um, All right. We've got time for one more before we've got to wrap this up. You have a go there, Houston. Um, I, I've, not, I've got none left. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to touch on the thing that's alluding to me. What to do with Jonathan Simpkin? Oh, <laughs> true. Please help me, Houston. I, it's so easy to give advice on the outside, but right now I'm just a jumbled mess of spaghetti brains and I've got no idea. I, honestly, I'm probably just going to chuck him on the bench and have Corey Ellis fill in his place, but I just don't like it. It's so hard. Um, but he's been... It's not like he's got an injury or anything. He's, he's got admitted... He's a yeah. top-up player, that a, a premiership midfielder for Hawthorne, and he got omitted in the top-up Bombers. How? <laughs> he didn't even play that bad. What did he do? <laughs> he, um, look, I'm, I'm expecting him to get back in there at some stage. I don't, uh, I don't think he's going to be out for too long, but yeah. I'd give it this week, I'd give it next week, and if he's not named the week after, because he's, he's not going to lose any cash if he's not playing, so yeah. I'd just... Drop down to a um, a rookie that's come through, and yeah. I, I think yeah, I think I think what I'll do is I'll hold him, and when if he's still not playing by the time Petrarca's playing his third game, I'll just drop him down to Petrarca, because I you know I've still got coverage in the forward line. I've still um, uh, I've got another rookie. I think I've got Tipper there that can that can be my emergency. I'm not too stressed at this stage. Yeah, that's it. Um, I think that sums up everything. Yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. Thanks for your time, Houston. Really good to have you on the pod again there, mate. It's absolutely brilliant chatting to you, legend. No worries at all, mate. Uh, Thank you very much for um, sorting out the technical side of it. Couldn't do it myself. No, Uh, that's all right, champion. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been an absolutely brilliant time having you on the pod again. Keep keep hold of those trades. Don't panic. You know, don't get rid of Fife if you've taken anything out of tonight. 
hold five. Exactly right. Back that 100%. See you guys. Have a good night and uh, good luck for the round. Bye-bye.